Jesus mother fucking Christ. Hey everybody! It's the motherfucking Elemental Podcast! We just recorded a fucking podcast for a fucking, at least a goddamn motherfucking hour. Jamie looked at this motherfucking thing. I looked at this motherfucking thing. And this motherfucking thing didn't fucking record the motherfucking podcast. Anyway, thanks for listening, everybody. It's the uh, so, Elemental uh, Podcast, Monday, March 4th, 2019, 7.58 in the p.m. We probably started recording, uh, yeah, we recorded, started recording at like 6.35, so fuck me. This podcast is going to be goddamn fucking short because I'm not fucking going over all the goddamn motherfucking motherfucking bullshit. Fuck! I'm reading a book called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, and I give a goddamn fuck, though. Jesus fucking Christ! Fuck the children! This book cover feels funny. Does it? Yeah, shit. Uh, I don't even know where to start. We went and saw professional wrestling. (laughs) Jesus fucking Christ. Wait, who are we? I'm mad, and that's Jamie, everybody. Uh, I'm a failed comedian, Stu McAllister. That's Jamie. She's fucking failed. Uh, we saw a wrestling match on Saturday. It was a good time, right, Jamie? Yeah, it was great. Uh, yeah, it was a good time. Uh, minor league wrestling. Uh, the IPW, the... Independent. Independent professional wrestling. Yeah. It was a good time. They did it mm-hmm. at the Masonic Temple here in uh, Grand Rapids. Uh, it is what you would think it would be, right? Mm-hmm. Uh these guys are a minor, minor league. They're the open micers of professional wrestling. They're not making their living as professional wrestlers. It's just not going to happen for the majority, if all of them, right? Right. It just isn't going to fucking happen. Yeah, right. But it's a good fucking time. We spent $10. We were there for like two and a half hours. Uh, it was good stuff. They had a quick intermission. But, uh, you know, it is it is what it is. Things got messy. Yeah, things got messy. The very last match, it was a tag team match. They were the uh, father and son champions, which is just weird to me that you're a dad and your son is going to wrestle with you as well, too. Mm -hmm. Again, as I said before on the original podcast, I wouldn't want to fucking be in my late 40s fucking wrestling, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, No. No, I wonder if it's more the dad or the son. Who wants to what? Wrestle. The dad. The, clearly the fucking dad. Oh. If the dad didn't want to wrestle, he wouldn't fucking wrestle. But he wants to wrestle. And he probably got his son involved with it as well, too. And it wasn't like the son was wrestling. He was like, hey, dad, you want to get in on this bullshit? Or maybe they saw it. And they're like, oh, this is something we can do together. No. Absolutely be. not. Uh, and it was one of these uh, matches where uh, it was a no disqualification. It was uh, hit him with whatever the fuck you want. And uh, Jamie was mystified that they, they these guys took staples to the head. Yeah, staple gun. Uh, and that's just, I hate to say it in those kind of matches, it's just fucking normal. That's just what they fucking do. Jamie didn't believe that the guy was bleeding. Clearly the guy was bleeding. Jamie thinks that this guy had a, a blood Something. packet on his head. Yeah, like and I'm just like, no, diamonds. it doesn't fucking work like that. They caught themselves. Mm. These guys carry razor blades. They cut themselves to make them bleed, bleed. Blood for the win, Jamie, is what it is. That's it what you fake. want. You want blood for the win, and that's what it was. And it was the most entertaining match of the night. 
It was. Clearly. I mean, yeah. it had to be the last match of the night. The right. match before was the championship match. Boring. And it was, yeah, it was boring as fuck. My, my eyes kept falling asleep. Uh, they were not entertaining. It was one of the matches where there was a lot of silence occurring. And when you're watching a professional sports uh, game, match, whatever right. the fuck you want to call it, there should not be silence. Right. It should not be quiet. Right. You should not be able to hear a pin drop. Right. You should not be able to hear someone sneeze or someone walk uh, to the bathroom or anything like that. But to me, that means these guys need to step the game up. Wrestling is about entertainment. Mm-hmm. It's about what you're saying and what you're doing as well, mm-hmm. right? It's not necessarily about the wrestling. It's about how you're interacting with the fans. You know, now you say that, I don't think any of the fans like yelled out to them, did they? Like, step it up or anything like nah, that. Nah, because it was pretty fucking boring. I mean, yeah. it was the ones where the fans were yelling is because the people were engaging with oh, them. Oh, right, 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 right. No, I know. I just was like, I, I don't remember any like, yelling at them to kind of, come on, let's get this going. This is boring. Yeah. I don't remember anybody doing that. Yeah. So, uh, you know, so the guys, the father-son t- team uh, were fun. Uh, the guys that they were wrestling against, I actually was rooting for them because the one guy had a re- real weird voice. He talked like this. He's like, I'm going to punch you in the face. And he was yelling at the crowd, and he was the one who caught himself and was bleeding profusely. Yeah. It was a good time. Uh, and it ended with uh, there was a balcony mm-hmm. that uh, guys... The, the small, the son went up on top of the balcony and he jumped. He and it jumped. was a good 20 feet and he jumped on these guys. So whether or not you think wrestling is fake, you cannot fake jumping 20 feet in the air. Oh, maybe. And you can't, It's uh, as we said the first time we did this fucking podcast, you, it's, there's that level of trust of like, you got to count on these three fucking right. dudes are going to catch you. And even if they do catch you, you this guy had to weigh at least 150 pounds, mm-hmm. right? A guy jumping 20 feet wearing 150 pounds is going to hurt you regardless of if he's trying to or not. True. It's but there was three of them. Yeah, but I don't care if it's three of them. Someone's going to get hit with the head or an elbow or a knee or someone's going to twist something. It's just how it is. Hmm. Yeah, but they practice it. They don't practice jumping 20 well, feet on you. Too. Where? There. No! They had a warm-up gig ahead of time. Uh, yeah. Like uh, what bands do. So it was a lot of fun. They had merch afterwards. Mm-hmm. I had thought about buying merch from someone. I ended up not buying merch from anybody because nobody stood out. No one stood out to me as being better than anyone else. No, no one well, stood out as being like, this is a guy who's memorable. Well, we talked a little bit I think, Congo guy. Yeah, there was the Kong Congo guy who is this guy who's like, 350 pounds, probably closer to 400 pounds. He's got big titties, everybody. Yes, He's at yes. least a C cup. His his finishing move should just be squirting milk in someone's face. Yes, I mean he, that yes. that should be the finisher. Legitimate that he does. boobs. And sure. he's just he's just this big black guy. He's got crazy hair. Yep. He has black face on. He's painted black face on his redundant? face. But it's like black black face, and it's just. It's just crazy. He comes out as like the man from Borneo kind of thing, whatever. And yeah, he's he's from the Narnia? one guy. Come on, Jamie. Huh? He's the one guy who's going to, if anyone's going to do anything from that promotion, it'll probably be him. And even right. he will probably just be like, he'll be the name known in these very small promotions. Because he was a guy that I saw at the, the last wrestling promotion like a year and a half ago. 
And I remember him from that because mm-hmm. he's just this crazy mm-hmm. fucking guy. And, like, no one's going to beat him. Right. It's not even, like, when you're wrestling him, it isn't... He's pretty agile for being as big as he is, but he's not really wrestling. He's just kind of fucking brawling and slapping mm-hmm. you. And, like, one of his moves is throwing the guy into the turnbuckle, and then he does a somersault and just, like, splashes on yeah. you. It's not a fucking... Splashes? There's not anything really... There's Yeah, there's not anything real athletic mm-hmm. about it, per se. He doesn't need to be athletic. Yeah, no, he's 350 pounds. Yeah. Wow, you, you just go up there and you smash people, and that's yeah, it. he just so. sits on them. So it was a good time. It was fun. It was a good time. And uh, Jamie, you would go again, you'd I say? Said, yeah, I yeah. would go again. And that was one of those things of like we talked about how you want to participate it in the moment. Like I'll, I'd rather go to it than, than watch it on yes, TV. Absolutely. So much, much, much better. So if you guys get an opportunity to see a professional wrestling event in your area. Yeah. Go check it out. It was 10 bucks, And I know like a lot of them are very family friendly. And this one was promoted as family friendly up until the very last match mm-hmm. like no one was like i fully expected some people to be swearing or whatever and uh there was none of that until like the last match and that i mean it just became bloody and i think that's yeah. when a lot of people knew that was going to happen so they like took their kids out or whatever uh-huh. so yeah they seemed to know and that was uh uh my buddy josh pettinger was there and he's a very big wrestling guy i know some stuff with another promotion and he talked about how the one guy who caught himself, which, Jamie, you seem to don't even think they caught themselves. Mm-mm. He apparently he's married. He's got like six kids. I know, and I was just thinking, like, how traumatic it would be for his kids if his kids were there, if they were much younger. You know, yes. just like even if they knew it was fake. Yeah. Which I get that wrestling is fake, but there's still that level of uh, there is a certain level of lettuceism involved and acting and everything else you know engaging with the crowd it still would be weird and like i said before i think the uh, mom and dad probably practice at home on each other (laughs) mom and dad are practicing with domestic violence yes get the cops involved right get them all the kids are immune get them all fucking involved yeah and there you go all part of the act speaking of acting jamie uh i shot you a message today about uh Something that's going on in the comedy world. Uh, a lot of comics are getting their shit in an uproar about. Their underwear is in a bunch. Uh, their underwear is in a bunch. The one, the only, Stormy Daniels uh, is getting involved in comedy. And uh, I asked you on the podcast that we didn't record, yeah, Jamie, yeah. if you knew who St- uh, Stormy was and who was Stormy Daniels, Jamie. She, uh, well... I had said that I thought that she was just a prostitute that Trump paid. She's not but, a uh, prostitute. I learned she's a porn star, or was. Yeah, she was a porn star, yes. and maybe she's still doing it. Uh, Stormy is in her late 30s. I think she's 38, 39, and that's pretty old for anyone to be a, uh, a, pro- a prostitute. <laughs> now you got me saying to be a porn star. It's, you're just getting to be too old. So she's... Uh, she did do a uh, a tour through strip clubs where she was stripping, but now I think she just realized I have to diversify. I got to go in a different way, and uh, right. she's for whatever reason she's trying to do comedy. Are you saying you're never too old to be a prostitute? I suppose. I mean, as long as there's someone willing to pay to see them titties, there you go. <laughs> do what you need to do. Uh, but I guess she realizes that in the porn world, unless she wants to be a director or producer, it's just not going to happen mm-hmm. anymore. So she's doing comedy. And again, I don't know anything about her, you know, being funny at all. Like I said, uh, on, on, or on the podcast, we did not record. Uh, 
I don't know if she's funny. I don't follow her on Twitter. I don't yeah, do any of that right. bullshit. So you said you might start? I might start following her on Twitter now, see if she's funny or not. Mm-hmm. But uh, a lot of guys are going like, fuck Stormy, right? Because she's taking up, a, literally. Uh, taking up, right, literally fuck Stormy. And then they're going, they're mad because she, they're upset that she is uh, taking a spot from a, a legit comedian. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's some, uh, there's some point from someone else. So I, I saw a post today from a Felicia Michaels, who is a very funny comedian. She's been doing it a long time, twenty plus years. Uh, who is she's pretty dirty. She's on the dirtier side, and I do like her, but. As I said earlier, Jamie, the, what uh, what I don't like about Felicia is got her, she's got a really annoying voice. It's really mm-hmm. high, and it's like she's been sucking out helium all day. It's just kind of weird. So she's doing the whole podcast like this. Yeah, gross. But she had a good post today. I'm going to read it to you, Jamie. You ready for this shit? Yeah. Here we go. As far as Stormy Daniels goes, Jeremy Piven got the same amount of shit when he first started doing it, and he laughed it off and continued. Cue all the social justice warriors calling me out that I even used him as an example. Quite frankly, everyone that does comedy gets shit from other comics. If you think that we should all be rainbows, butterflies, and candy kisses to each other, sit the fuck down, hoss. And as I mentioned on the podcast that was not recorded, she um, she censors herself in words. Like, the word fuck has an asterisk in it. And I just find that strange. Why should she be sheltered? Why? And I like her. I follow her on Twitter. I laugh at her comebacks. I'm not mad at her. She has a right to do it, just as clubs have a right to book her, just as others have the right to raise their hand to say, ah, you haven't booked any women headliners in over a year, and this is your first one? Everything that happens is not a goddamn purity test. She took on the president. I think she can handle this. I mean, Jesus H. fucking Christ, and fucking with an asterisk. Pull it together, you bleeding heart pussies and pussies with an asterisk. Mm -hmm. Honestly... I hope she has a frightening experience and almost pukes her guts out backstage and then goes on and fucking kills it because that's how it's supposed to feel like. And that's the best possible outcome one could hope and pray for the first time headlining, especially after skipping the line. And she is skipping the line. Mm-hmm. But I don't begrudge the comedy club that's letting her do it. Right. Uh, it's the Joke Joint in Houston, Texas. Uh, apparently that's where Stormy's from. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, they're, they're letting her do it on a a Wednesday night, so it's not even like a weekend club. It's a weekend date. It's not like she's let they're letting Steve O or Mick Foley or any of these other fucks come in. Right, right. And um, I don't know. Maybe she's legitimately funny. I don't know. Let's see. No. But the, what it's doing too is it's uh, letting people be aware of there's a comedy club in Houston, the right. Joke Joint. Maybe go mm-hmm. check it out, and then maybe I'll see something on a regular weekend. Right. Maybe Stormy's going to be super duper funny. I don't fucking know. I've never seen her act. Oh, it's interesting. I guess I don't. I, I don't know. I would be curious. Yeah, they're paying thirty bucks a pop, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, as I said on the podcast, it was not recorded. Clubs are going to bring in people that are going to sell tickets. Yep. So whether Stormy Daniels can sell $30 tickets and sell it out and you, while you might be funny, can't sell out, uh, sell half as many seats for mm-hmm. five bucks a ticket, who are they going to fucking right. go with? Right. They're going to go with Stormy Daniels. And that's why acts like Mick Foley and Steve O and Darren McCarty and uh, you know other professional wrestlers, Ron Jeremy, the other porn star, mm-hmm. why so many of these people... They get their time. Like, there is a, a soap opera act that's coming to Dr. Grin's. They're playing, like, a Monday. 
And tickets are $49 and $99. And it's sold the fuck out. It's a what? Soap opera tour. Two dudes who are on like the Young and the Restless or General Hospital or whatever. I don't know. They're coming and they're performing at Dr. Grin's on a Monday. And they're selling tickets for $49 and $99. And it's sold out because these dumb soap opera bitches are wanting to come see Smokey and Heartthrob McCockface. <laughs> I love Cock McFace fuck. <laughs> yeah, so good Good for them. Are they, they, and they do, they're supposed to do comedy? I guess. I don't know. I have no interest in these guys. Weird. I have no interest in seeing them. No, so, uh, but, but yes, but it's already weird. sold out. Huh. And, you know, I mean, I'll give the same shit to someone like Darren McCarty, right? Darren McCarty, yeah. I don't I don't care what you say. I know he's toured around Michigan. Darren McCarty is not fucking funny. Darren McCarty is telling fucking stories. Mm-hmm. If Darren McCarty was funny, he would go and he would do his set in Texas. Mm-hmm. If he was funny. But, you know, he's not fucking funny because he's just telling stories about, hey, I played hockey for the Red Wings and I beat up Claude Lemieux. Mm-hmm. No one outside of the state of Michigan and who isn't a Red Wings fan would give a fuck right. about Darren McCarty. Yes. But Darren McCarty could fucking sell some tickets. He could put some fannies in a seat at least a one time go around. Uh-huh. Yep. Ron and- Jeremy, same bullshit. I got a huge dick and I fucked all sorts of chicks. Now go fuck yourself, Ron. Get the hell out of here. You should make it talk. Then that would be funny. <laughs> do a little ventriloquist yeah. act with his cock? Yes. That would be funny. You should do that. Ron, if you're listening to this podcast, <laughs> think about it. It's probably going to help propel your career to the next I level. Get, I get a part of those monies, though. Shit. You ain't getting shit. And Mick Foley, the wrestler. I think I, I this was mentioned on the podcast that was not recorded. Uh, I got to work an, an evening with Mick. He came in on a Friday night at a club I was working. The headliner bumped, up, bumped down to feature, and I was featuring at the time, so I got bumped down to MC. And Mick just went on and told wrestling stories. Yep. Yep. And the place was packed out, and they sold, I don't know, $20 seat tickets or whatever the fuck, and it was two shows sold out mm-hmm. like that. Just insanity. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I was there with the other headliner, who was a much, much funnier act, we just weren't able to sell it out like Mick was, so I completely get it. Yep, yep. But I asked a guy who was there at the show, uh, who was a comedian, local comedian, but he was also a big wrestling fan. I went up to him and I said, are you enjoying this? And he was like, as a wrestling fan, yes. Mm-hmm. As a comedian, no. Mm-hmm. So it's just knowing what you're going to get into. Right. You know? And it's, it's a goddamn shame. Mm-hmm. It's a goddamn shame. But you know what? It's a business. Comedy is a business. If you're not fucking putting fannies in the seats, it's just not going to fucking happen. Right, I look at those guys more as they're a, they're an entertainer. You know, not so much a comedian. They're not comedians. So right. they're up there entertaining people. Right. Is what it is. Yes. And, uh, but it's one of those things where you almost wish, like, go to fucking, like, a VFW right. hall or right. something. Yep. Right? Like, you don't have to do it. In a uh, in a comedy club, mm-hmm. but they know they can do it. They can get away with it, and here you go. It's the business of business. Mm-hmm. And a comedy club is like any other bar, but what they do instead of selling fucking uh, blooming onions, they sell dick jokes. And there we fucking go, everybody. Blooming dicks. Blooming cocksuckers. Hmm. Uh got got some feedback from our last podcast, Jamie. 
Yeah. Isn't that exciting? Oh, so exciting. Oh, yeah, exciting. Uh, my buddy Matt Harper got a hold of me because he had some stuff to say about the lady, uh, the white lady who wanted Always to be black. Always has something to say. Matt Harper never shuts never the fuck shut up. shut it up. Ne- shut up, Matt Harper. Shut up! So he texted me because Matt's uh, very famous and he can have my phone number. Uh-huh. So he texted me about Rachel Dolezal. So here we go. I'm going to read you his text. Yeah. Rachel Dolezal uh, got to pretend to be a black woman when it mattered but didn't have to be treated like a black woman in her everyday life. Because if she didn't say it, you wouldn't think it. She got her scholarship to art school because of her African-influenced art. She got her job and career by sounding black on the phone and being black on paper. When her school tried to strip her of her scholarship, she tried to sue them. She said they took it away because she was white. She got all the benefits of being pretend black and none of the drawback of living as a black person in society. Mm-hmm. And then he said I enjoyed our conversation about it. And, uh, you know, again, I'm glad that Matt uh, gave some background information. I really didn't have any background information. Right. Uh, I didn't really care to look uh, into it because, you know, white privilege. <laughs> uh, so then I asked Matt, I said, uh, do you think she was pretending to get ahead and take advantage of programs? Kind of like the Soul Man thing, that movie Soul Man, where the white guy dr- uh, dressed up as a black guy to get like a scholarship to Harvard or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. And then he said it might not have been her intention at first, but I think she used being black to her advantage when she could. And then he said he disowned her white family and claimed an older black friend was her dad. She was super pale as a teen and young adult. Now she is much darker, and you you clearly Mm -hmm. can see that. It looks like she's she's kind of like President Trump. Not quite as orange, but definitely she's got like a fake tan or she's using cream or something. There's something going on. There's something happening. She's clearly putting on a costume to try and get by. And then I asked him at what age uh, she felt like she was black, like she identified a black. And he, he write, who wrote back, she claimed she knew that she was young as five. Yeah, that's crazy. my brain. Bottled my brain. So then I asked if he thought that she was mentally ill or a con man. And Matt wrote, uh, a little bit of both. I think that it, at this point it was a con that now she can't back out of. Mm-hmm. And clearly, yeah, it is. It's something like... You know, she was a woman who that got hired by the NAACP, mm-hmm. and it's all unfortunate because the NAACP thought that she was competent enough right. to run their organization in Spokane, Washington. Right. I'm like, oh, this is a woman, and they thought she was black, and uh, the qualifications were great, and the education was great, and everything that way. Mm-hmm. So it's all unfortunate that uh, the things that happened to her right. uh, happened to her, and uh, she would be an interesting person to still right. go here. Right. And you seem to feel that maybe she wrote a book. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it'd be interesting. I don't, again, I, I think I said before, I don't, uh, I'm not, I'm mulatto. I'm not completely black. You're not fucking mulatto. <laughs> so my level of insight is very limited. So by all means, I have no idea, you know, how, you know, like what happened, how offended I would be or, or whatnot. Uh-huh. So I'm not dismissing that piece. But yeah, it'd be very interesting to learn more like this whole process like how at five do you identify you know like how right. does that happen and uh yeah i'm wondering if she did write a book i do think that um this is going to become more of a thing mm-hmm. i do think that it will be more people are going to be i identify as black or identify as asian or whatever and it's going to become it's going to become accepted Mm-hmm. 20 years ago, we did not accept dudes going, I identify as a woman. Right. Or a woman going, I identify as a guy. We did, but now we do. It's becoming uh, a transgender thing. Mm-hmm. 
gender fluid, whatever you want to call it, more and more of that strange stuff just from 20 years ago right. is becoming not as acceptable. Right. Like, we used to not allow uh, mixed-race marriages. A black man could not marry a white woman as of, like, uh, the 60s, right? Was it that recent? Yes. Oh. It's crazy to think about. Yeah. I think it was, like... 68 or something like that is when the first uh, marriage was allowed. Wow. So Weird. don't quote me on that, everybody. But I knew it was. Do a quote him. Don't quote me. Tell like me he's wrong. You know, I mean, women women just got the right to vote in like, uh, what was it, 19, in the 1930s or some shit? I don't know. See, I don't remember that shit either. either. So, But it's just kind of one of those weird things of like, Society's changing, the world changes, and I go like, oh, people are like, ah, oh, and I'm like, eh, it's yeah. coming. It's it coming. It seems though, like at five, it makes me wonder if it's completely speculation. Yeah. That if she said it and it produced some sort of response. Uh huh. And she liked that response, whether yeah. it be attention or whatever. And so then she. So you think it's a mental illness? I mean, that's what they thought, like, the whole uh, transgender shit was. They were all calling that mental illness, too. This shit's coming down the pipeline, everybody. I see it. I see it happening. You can disagree with me, and you'll be wrong. This shit's coming down. Like, like it started as attention. She liked the attention. So not necessarily a diagnostic mental illness, but just there's something. I don't know. Yeah, it's very interesting to me. Mm -hmm. I'd like to learn more about that, for sure. Well, we're going to because it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Rachel Dolezal is not going to be the first and last. I, yeah, I mean, I guess more about her story at this point. Oh yeah, we, we won't we won't find out about it because Ferris State said, "Fuck off, get off our campus, bitch. Get off our yes. campus, you white bitch." <laughs> uh, speaking of white bitches, uh, there is this thing called the Baby Cheese Challenge. Baby uh, cheese, and this is only something white Baby people cheese. would do. White people are now throwing a slice of American cheese well, on a baby's face. It. Right. White people can they afford to throw, throw cheese. cheese away. Yes, yes, Jamie. Good good way of looking at things. Yeah. So uh have you White seen privilege. have you seen these videos before, Jamie? No. I think this weekend was like the first time I had seen one. Hmm. So I know we'd already seen this on the podcast, yes. not recorded, but uh we're going to we're going to watch it again real quick. The first one is my favorite and it was the first and only one I'd seen. There's a video on uh YouTube everybody called The Latest Viral Cheese Challenge requires people to throw cheese slices at babies. It's a minute and 10 seconds long. So here we go. We'll comment as we go along. This one's my favorite though. How old is that baby? Oh, your ear. <laughs> just threw the cheese. It covered the dude's eye. Another now that kid she just threw it in the kid's face. Yeah, ah, they're throwing it at a dog. The dog's just eating that cheese. There's nothing funny about it. That baby, she threw it on his head like a yarmulke. Yeah, you. Now that kid's laughing. That kid's like eight years old. That's an adult. What else did they throw at him? A hamburger. This kid's crying. Was He's it a little a pussy. He's a little pussy, that kid. Now this kid takes it. Now he picks takes it up. It. And now he's just looking at it like, I'm still going to eat this cheese, mm-hmm. bitch. He's giving her stank eye. He's like, I'm eating this cheese. Ow, that's, that's funny. Just yeah. he's like this. this kid takes it, whatever, it's in his hair. It's gross. So I think they should She's have... throwing it at a cat. Don't throw it at a cat. Oh, this kid, he's going to get it. 
Yeah, right in the face. And he thought it was Take funny. it to the face. That kid took it right to the face. <laughs> uh, and the, and, that and then that's had. it. And that's it. And so, uh, I find it super funny. I think they should have the uh, Whopper with cheese challenge and throw those at babies. Sure. Uh, I think it's hilarious. There is an uproar, though, Jamie, on uh, Facebook. Uh, stupid uh, white chicks, I'm yeah. assuming it's only stupid white chicks, yeah. are all upset about a baby getting cheese in the face. Hmm. Now, this baby, as you said on the podcast uh, yeah, that was not recorded, right. does not know what humiliation no, is. Oh, right. This is a baby. It's just a baby. They do baby things. Yeah, you should. They you, eat their poop. Yeah, they eat their poop. You can draw dicks on their face. What kind of baby's eating their own poop, though, Jamie? Rugrats did it. What? The cartoon. They would hide things that. in their diapers. They would hide things in their diapers? The candies and things. And then they would pull it out and eat it. After they pooped on it? Well, I'm sure, well, they never actually ate their poop, but they're putting their stuff in their diaper. And gross. Yep. That's gross. Educational. So I actually, uh, I have a friend, Lindsay, who uh, just had a baby. I think the baby's only like three months old. And I was encouraging her to do it. Mm -hmm. And she thinks it's hilarious as well, too. She, however, thinks that uh, her baby's too young for her to throw cheese at. Yes, three months. And we both agreed on the podcast that was not recorded that the baby would probably suffocate. Yes. The baby would get cheese on the mouth and would suffocate and would die from uh, cheesing. (laughs) How did your baby die? Cheesing. Yes. Like, ah, what an awful way to go. Lungs full of cheese. (laughs) Just see if you then, like... Push the baby. Is it express? It'd be like cheese was. Yeah, it'd be like expressing <laughs> your dog's anal glands. Oh, and it was yeah. just, Speaking of which, I have to take Wean Dog to the vet tomorrow. She's got some butt problems, mm-hmm. and they feel they need to express her anal glands. Mm-hmm. I've never had to take a dog in for that before, uh, but she's kind of getting a sore butt. She keeps rubbing it on the yes, floor. Yes, she's gross. It's gross, and uh, I, I she feel keeps like rubbing it on my face. Ah, uh, Jamie, stop her from doing that. That's that's just fucking gross. The pot. The... <laughs> yeah. So uh, please, hey, if you got a baby, throw some cheese on the baby's face. If you have and, a baby uh, and a dog, and then get and then get back at us. Get back at us. I want to know about that. All right. So please do that. Uh, I'm reading a book called the, uh, we kind of mentioned this, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Yep. And, uh, my buddy Louis Michael gave it to me to read. He was the guy that I was trapped with for a while in yes. Iowa. Yes. And, uh, Louis read it and he was finished with it and I said, I'll, I'll take a peek at that, Louis. And, uh, Louis has a, uh, podcast of his known that he does with his another known. comedian, Nick Laydorf, who I'm now being told told that his name is Nick Leidorf, but so it's funny. L-E-Y-D-O-R-F. I would always pronounce you it Leidorf. always did, yeah. But apparently I'm being told it's Leidorf. I don't, I don't know. So L-E-Y I would go lay, not lie, Wrong. right? That would be lying. But uh, they, they have a podcast called Free Consultation. Nick actually is a uh, lawyer. Yep. And uh, Louis Michael is not. Yeah. But uh, the two of these guys get together, and I guess they give out uh, free advice mm-hmm. about law and shit like that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and Nick, when he first started doing comedy, used a real awful uh, pseudonym, stage name, and he went by the name uh, Franklin Mint, yeah, it's which is yeah, I know it's just 
an awful fucking name. And you know who uses pseudonyms, pseudonyms like that? Awful comics. Yes. They just do. And so I, I pulled Nick to the side. I said, hey, man, if you're going to use a pseudonym, make it like a real name. Like Don Smith or Ben Evans or whatever. Like it doesn't need to be fucking like a joke fake name. When you when you hear it, like, well, that fucking, that's a fake name. He should have called himself Thin Mint. Thin Mint. <laughs> like the cookies. Yes, I, I understood oh. that, Jamie. I understood. He's not thin, though. He's, I know. He should have I, called himself said. Fat Samoan or something like Ain't that. Ain't too many Thin Mints. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. But, uh, so yeah, go check out their podcast if you get a chance. But I'm reading this book, and it's yeah, it's the uh, normal New Age bullshit kind of stuff of like, you just need to realize what's bullshit and then give up the bullshit. Because, uh, uh, you know, so much of the stuff that we let kind of run our lives, it's just bullshit. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah. We shouldn't worry about it. It's just crap. It's garbage. Is Who it cares? Examples? Uh, well, yeah, it's just things in our lives, like purchases. We don't need to buy, like, the newest TV. We don't need to buy the newest car. Like, some of that stuff might give us joy or happiness in the moment but ultimately it doesn't lead to anything spectacular so we just need to figure out what it is in our own lives that's important to us Mm -hmm. because when they talk about the subtle art not giving a fuck there are things that clearly you have to give a fuck about Mm -hmm. right not you don't give a fuck about everything so uh, it's finding out in your life and uh, you know whether it's uh, your job your family or other aspirations Mm -hmm. you know Usually, it's not going to be the materialistic things. Materialistic right. things. They talked about how the like there's a certain level, wealth level, where like if you get beyond it, it doesn't mean that you're going to be happier about things. Mm-hmm. It's sense. you just have different problems. Right. Like if you're a millionaire, like you don't have to worry about like housing and food and stuff like that. You just now have traded shit in for like different problems. Right, 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 right. So right. it's finding out what you give a fuck about. And so, you know, it, it's okay, but like I said uh, on the podcast that was not recorded, uh, it's very social worky, psychology stuff. And, you know, I, you know, I'm reading it. I'm like, why should I listen to anything this guy has to say? It's like right. he's not pumping out a lot of, like, new information. He's just using kind of like some buzzwords and things, this or that. And it's weird how he's, he's trying to be serious about some stuff, and then he'll kind of throw in, like, an inappropriate joke. Oh. And I'm like, yeah, oh, that's just kind of weird. And so it makes me kind of question him even more. Right. And his last name is Manson. Yeah. So I'm like, hey, uh, how's your uncle Chuck doing, you fuck? Yeah. And then he'll be like, he's dead. And I'm like, yeah, I fucking know that he's dead. Is he in your closet? Because you took his fucking ashes and he put it in a jar and it's now sitting on the top shelf waiting for you to fucking throw it in the Pacific Ocean. He smokes them every night. He smokes a little bit of Chuck's ashes every night. He puts it in with a hashish, throws it in a fucking yeah. hookah, mm-hmm. and he has at it. Mm-hmm. Strawberry flavored Charles Manson. He don't give a fuck. <laughs> and it's funny, too, how they uh, censored fuck on the subtle art of not giving a fuck. So clearly they give a fuck about mm-hmm. trying to sell books. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. you're not going to sell a book at Walmart or Target if it says fuck on it. You have to put a paper cover over it. Shit. Like them hustling magazines. All oh, those old hustlers and shit. Yep. Those are fucking, those are some good goddamn books. <laughs> uh, so also, uh, speaking of the subtle art not giving a fuck, I don't give a fuck. I have some tickets to go see Joe Coy 
this weekend, everybody. He's going to be here in Grand Rapids at the Voss Center Ooh. on Sunday, March 10th at 8 p.m. I have a pair of tickets to go see him, everybody. A pair. I'm going to give it up to someone to win over on my Facebook fan page. So if uh, you're on Facebook and you want to follow me on uh, Facebook, that'd be great. Stu McAllister. Uh, go like it because tomorrow morning at 845, there will be a post up about how you can win tickets. Whoop, whoop. What did I say that was really funny about your fan page? I don't know. Oh, you said do you use it in the summertime. Oh, yeah. That was all done on the podcast that was not <laughs> recorded. And you should have left that joke on the podcast that was not recorded, Jamie. God bless America. I can't tell you listeners how mad I am that once again, uh, Stu McAllister, failed comedian, fucking did not record the podcast. No. And Jamie, who is just a failure, uh, looked at it and also I was not able to were. determine that this fucking goddamn thing was not being fucking recorded. Huh? I'm not. You're I'm not. not. You're not it's what? Look, it's doing it. It wasn't doing it before, apparently. So, uh, yeah. So we did probably like an hour podcast uh, the, that was not recorded. This one's a lot shorter because we're not recapping everything. We just cannot recap everything. We can't recap We brilliant. can't recapture that lightning in the bottle. It was the greatest podcast ever not recorded. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, so if you guys uh, do like this podcast, the one that did get recorded, thank you very much. I don't know why you do. You're part of the six-member mafia. I have six listeners. I appreciate all six of you listening to this nonsense. If you do enjoy it, tell your friends and family about it. They can listen on SoundCloud, CastBox, iTunes. Uh, please like the fan page, the Elemental Podcast fan page. There is a fan fan page, six-member mafia. That's six with two X's. Super hot out. What? When it's super hot out. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Fan fan page. I'm trying to ignore your jokes that should have been left on the podcast that was not recorded. <laughs> so if you guys ever have any questions, uh, comments, concerns, uh, please get at us. Oh, yeah, so Stu can yell at you. So I can fucking yell at you when the podcast is not recorded. <laughs> We do these every Monday and Thursday. Hopefully, I'll record it on Thursday. Laugh Fest starts on Thursday, everybody. So uh, I'm going to be very busy for yes. uh, for many, many days. It's going to be a good time if you live in the Grand Rapids area, West Michigan area. Swing on over, catch a show. Go to laughfestgr.org. Gr? I don't know why I turned into pre <laughs> Peter Brady at that moment. It happens. <laughs> Fucking puberty is a bitch. Yeah. So that's it. Any last words, Jamie? Anal glands. Yeah, they will be expressed tomorrow. Mm -hmm. See you on Thursday, everybody. Take care. Goodbye.